I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcastianos presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. Before or after the game, at Comerica, hit up Moots Pizzeria on Library Street for a slice a whole pie or a drink. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who's always chasing history in his own regard. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you, buddy? Good. It feels good to do something the Beach Boys can never do, and that is, you know, have the original members together. You and I. The the band that started it all. That's that's exactly feels right. Good. I I was I was I saw a, uh, actually a Beach Boys documentary. Apparently they were good friends with Charles uh Charles Manson. That's is not that, ideal. Is that true? Uh, if, if this documentary is to be believed, oh, which it, it's it got document right in its name, <laughs> documentary. I'm sure it's all true. It's fine. So anyway, Google that. Uh, not sure if you noticed uh, this, Eric, but M- Miggle, Miggy finally did it. He finally Miggy. got to the five five hundred home home runs. Uh, uh, where were you when you when you saw it? I actually wasn't in front of my TV like pretty much every Cabrera at bat, but I went outside the out of doors and experience nature, which obviously is a huge mistake. Huge. I shouldn't, so, I shouldn't have done that. I should have am I correct inside. in saying that you've been camping in the last couple of weeks or did I just make that up? You just made that up, but I was exploring some local, uh, uh, lake and that was nice, but that was, you know, spending time with my family and enjoying and communing with nature, obviously a ridiculously ignorant thing to do. Yeah, especially with uh, with history beckoning. Yeah, um, we've seen seen the calls all over the place, both Dan and Shep. Uh, what were your thoughts on how those two particular individuals handled essentially history happening in front of them? Um, I'm trying to think if I heard Shep's call. I know I heard Dan's call, and I bet you can guess how I responded. I thought it was perfection because I, um, you know, I supplicate at the at the shrine of Dan. I, I'm a, I'm a full believer. I'm a proselytizer for the Dan. Uh, he did it just right. He called the he called how the ball flew, and then when it was out, he said 500 because that's all you needed to say. Yeah, what did you it, think? I I I mean I 
I think you know that I completely agree on on Dan. Dan is just he is He's audio gold all the time. Uh, Sheps, I thought was actually pretty good. I feel I feel bad saying it so uh, surprised, mm-hmm. but I I was expecting something a lot more contrived and premeditated. <laughs> right, um, and it, it it fairly it came off fairly naturally. Um, so That's if good. if you were a broadcaster, at least I thought if you were a broadcaster, kind of in that situation, do you think that you're you're preparing something like that, or are you going to just try and call what comes to you in the moment? So I, I think I'd probably try for a hybrid of the two. Like I might think ahead about a couple of things that might be appropriate to say, have a little context, read like, oh, here are some things that may make sense to say, but then let the moment speak. Because all home runs are different. There could be wall scrapers, towering bombs. I think the first responsibility for the broadcaster is to call the play on the field and paint a picture for the people of what's going on, especially on the radio. Television, you have a little bit more license, but... First thing is you got to describe reality that you're seeing and then, you know, you have some emotions about it. Um, so that's the approach I would take. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, w- the, the thing that I was actually most impressed with, with Shep about is he, he le- actually let the moment breathe, which is not something that I think that he's particularly uh, adept at. Like the, you know, it happened. I don't feel like he's usually particularly adept at letting, uh, the moment speak for himself, considering he's he's calling things that there are moving pictures for. Uh, but I thought in the in the moment this time he actually I, I thought it was pretty good, um, better th- better than I was expecting. Which he sound, can sounds be a terrible. little shouty sometimes. Do you ever experience him as a little shouty? Yeah, definitely. Which is which is surprising because I don't feel like he is a naturally all that excitable guy. Which I'm I'm sure is just is so just I, overcompensating for it. But you know, so it feels contrived when he does it. Yeah. Uh, were you bummed that it happened on the road at all? Yeah. It, I don't know if we want to talk about this now, but I mean, I was jazzed. Uh, the first opportunity he had back at Comerica, I went to the game. I, last minute, I'm like, I'm going to go do it. And I sat in the outfield. I wanted to be part of it. And a lot of other people did too. And it was a really fascinating experience. And I'm so, yes, to answer your question straight away, Yes, I'm a little bummed that he didn't do it on the, at home, but um, I wonder if you surveyed the environment, I, I wonder if that had something to do with it. Hmm. The environment at home was peculiar, and um, Hinch talked about it. Uh, maybe you picked up on that. Yeah, I mean, there has been, I mean, obviously I, I'm far away from the ballpark, but just, just looking at it on TV, there's been more buzz in the ballpark than there's been in the last, I don't know, five years, like it's it's got to be a strange sensation for at least a guy like Miggy, who's kind of seen all yeah. of it. Yeah, and maybe athletes I don't respond to pressure the same way we think. But AJ Hinch talked about how, and uh, and I picked up on this right away. I mean, there was this energy building as his name is announced. He comes to the plate. People are cheering and clapping, and then the pitcher is about to 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 pitch and there's a a silence that falls over the crowd and it's like somebody getting ready to hit a golf shot you know it just became really quiet and it was it was super creepy i almost wanted to keep keep a little bit of din going and hinch talked about that he's like uh just just keep cheering right through the at bat uh and through the pitch and fans picked up on that they did after a couple days but um everybody was on the edge of their seats kind of hoping and wishing um but you wonder what that would do to a hitter they're used to either 
you know, kind of a consistent hum of the crowd. Uh, and, and it was something completely different. And I bet Cabrera wanted to hit, oh, obviously he wanted to hit it. He wanted to hit it as soon as possible. But you wonder with the people and the signs of the expectations made it more difficult. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. I thought it was really funny in all the video that shows that going over the over the wall and on the, the I think it was the bullpen, it had Alex Lang now warming up in the bullpen. Like that is forever going to be like yes. written into the history, which hopefully Alex yep. has, has a very long career, but it could be this kind of rando Tigers reliever that will always be with Mickey's 500 moment. I thought that was very funny. Well, and among the first people to welcome him back to the bullpen um, were Zach Short and Justin Garneau and Derek Hill. Uh, yeah, Derek Hill and our UK Tigers fan, Jed, I forget his first name, but he said, you know, what a shame that we have these guys welcoming back. And I was like, you know, hey, Miggy and the Mudhens, it's on brand. He's he had a, he had to grind out a lot of uh, at bats with the teammates that maybe we're better in Toledo. So uh, I, I thought it was a little poetic. I thought it was fine. Uh, now's it's good that he did. Now's the time to, to do it. So it is what it is. All right. So I pulled up the breakdown of all of his home runs, uh, 362 in Detroit, 138 in Florida. Um, let's see. Ooh, this is a good one. 252 away, 248 at home, which is like the the consistency there is very funny, but also the he he's hit a lot of home runs in Comerica Park. That sure. I mean that's yeah a tough place to do it. Uh, any guesses as to his most homered against pitcher? Um, it's got to be somebody in the American League Central. It's got to be somebody kind of maybe who's been around on these teams a while. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. Phil Hughes, Phil Hughes is one. Then Corey Kluber, which is shocking. Uh, Blast from the Phil path. Hughes was, he was with the Yankees and then the twins. And the right? twins. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure he has loads of at bats. Uh, yeah. Corey Kluber, Bruce Chen is his third most. I was going to, yeah, I was thinking about Bruce Chen. Yeah. That's a name. We think of him as a tiger killer, but maybe just, he kills the bad tigers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that was about the only only type of hitter he uh he killed uh comerica and dolphin stadium uh of course in florida were the two most the two parks he homered in the most uh care to guess which is which came third uh i'm gonna guess kansas city big but he loves hitting there kansas city is fifth i mean all basically the the other four in the division Uh, are chicago chicago is kind of the smallest yeah okay yeah so that makes sense I thought it was it was very very interesting. I don't know. It's just it's it's nice to, I don't know. He is somebody that has been so good for so long. It's nice to on occasion kind of step back and and take a look at the, the the whole yeah. breadth of his work. Um, so he's obviously speaking of but, interesting stats. Dave Hogue, um, I think that's how you say it. Um, posted a stat like his twenty eighth home run of his career was very special because of this characteristic of that home run. Can you guess what it is? His 28th home run is singularly unique in what way? You're going to kick yourself when I tell you. Does he only have one grand slam? No, No, I didn't seem right. Yeah. 
It is the only home run that he has hit against which team? Oh, the Tigers. Nice. That's right. Who is it yeah. off of? Do you know? Uh, oh, that would be fun to find out. I do not know. Yeah. So anyway. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, I no. thought that was interesting. That that is that's very interesting. Uh, so he needs 22 more to move inside the top 20. Uh, okay. Manny Ramirez sits in 15th at 555. Do you see him hitting Oof. either mark? I mean, clearly there's people between top 20 and Manny at 15. So he's hit 13 this year, 10 last year, 12 the year before, 16 and 7. Oh, so, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to hit you between 15 and 16 home runs a year. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a sudden acceleration in his home run hitting. Do you? No, I, I could definitely see him getting the 22 he needs, uh, but 55 yeah. seems maybe a bridge mm. too far for him. Uh, so yeah. 45 hits away from 3,000. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. you know chasing both milestones kind of speaks to the complete, well-rounded hitter he was. I feel like I've heard this narrative a lot over the last you know 24 hours since he did it that he's so vastly underrated and that he deserves much more love than he gets. Do you think that that's true? Um, I, it is fascinating. Like when Jason Stark runs his trivia questions or whatever, think, you know, uh, who leads in some category and people always say Pujols or, you know, and the sleeper in those questions is typically Miguel Cabrera. Um, he, he leads in a lot of care categories. Um, he's gotten a lot of love too. People know Miguel Cabrera. So I don't know, maybe a little, maybe a little, a little underrated, but not much. He is, you know, he's played in Miami and then in, in Detroit, like he has exclusively played in smaller markets. Like he never had that, that time in LA or New York. I think that factors into it. Um, but I was actually looking into career war. He is, there okay. are there are seven names on our outfield walls in in Comerica that have a higher career WAR than Cabrera. Some of them are not wow. close. Uh, Cobb, K Line, yep. and Garinger are, are way ahead of him. Whitaker and sure. Trammell, uh, and then a couple olds. Not that Cobb was an old. Whitaker but. and and Trammell have more career WAR than Cabrera. Yep. And then okay, so how much of that is defensively? Oh, I, I, mean, I would imagine most of it, but I mean, that's... so he he's a better slugger, a better hitter, even statistically than those names besides Cobb, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all just in, in how you define ball player, yeah, yeah. but I get it. I don't know. I, I, I thought that was interesting. I was expecting him to be more or less near the top of all time Tigers. Um, right. But uh, so that leads us to the last little bit that I want to talk about for this if you had caught the ball, what would you yes. do with it? I thought about this a lot, and I even posted it on Twitter. I am not a big give it a, give it back to the guy for a hug and a photo. To me, that's that's trash. On the open market, there the ball could be worth about fifty grand. I've I've seen estimates, so I came up with a, a solution. I'm not trying to soak anybody for money, but I I'd, I'd give the ball back for what I would want, I would want three or four games of my choosing each year and have a suite. I don't know where they hold for 20 people or something like that. Think, and I would want this in perpetuity, of course. like f- forever, you know, time value of money. You know, the, the, the tigers can, can defer this for a long time. They only got to do it three games a year. And I would be 
a hero amongst men among my friends every year like i'd have parties and oh eric's doing it you come out everybody's all and that would serve me forever it tie me to the club i thought that would and i bet i don't know what the suites go for i bet that you know do your calculations probably around the fifty thousand mark wouldn't when you think it seems about right i don't know i'm guessing definitely but that's what i i would want some kind of reimbursement otherwise i'll sell it on the open market take my 50 grand and and be happy with it i'm i'm not giving it back for a bat no definitely not doing? um so i it's it's actually kind of funny i i thought that i would want an experience of some sort i yeah, i maybe right. i maybe leaned a little bit smaller than you did maybe i should have have expanded my mind but like i want to watch a game in a suite with like leland or someone like that like oh, sure. really yeah. make it fun um yep. but yeah i i would for sure take your package that that does sound uh sounds much more interesting so you don't subscribe to the it's his ball he should get it back no what uh, the ball goes into the stands since the the dawn of time of baseball you you know balls in the stand you keep it it's your ball and the, all the law and all this stuff is you get to keep it i completely agree i thought i just thought it was interesting i, I saw a little bit of um a little bit of fisticuffs on on yeah, twitter about little, that thought I was, I was a little surprised i i, I mean i shouldn't be because everything is is a hotly contested debate but right. i kind of thought that we'd maybe be a little bit more unanimity there i get the emotions of you know wanting to let them let that be part of the moment for them but this is a real you know a dollar franchise and a guy making 30 million dollars a year they're not hurting like they can they can play ball and I also think, like, maybe this is just me, but I don't know that I'd be too fussed about having that specific baseball if I were the one that hit it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, what am I going to do? Put it on a mantle and show the one person a year who cares it? No, I'd, I'd cash in. Like, do something inter- more interesting. Yeah. I don't need the ball. Oh, no, I meant if I if I were Miggy and I was the one that hit it, I, I wouldn't care. Like, he's, oh, he's got MV- he MVP it, awards. Like, I think people But if would- you had the... Hundred, the two hundred, the three hundred, four hundred. Yeah, you wouldn't that, want the five hundred. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, of course it'd be cool. yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show or get more from the two of us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at hosted by Jay Hall, at Eric Wayne's Brain, and at Podcastianos. And the show is on Facebook at Podcastianos. And of course, the show is brought to you by Moots Pizzeria in downtown Oops. Detroit. Looking to grab a bite before or after the game? Moots Pizzeria and Bar, located on Library Street in the heart of the of Detroit, is one of the Motor City's hottest restaurants and the only authentic New York pizzeria in the city. I loved the truffled bumblebee appetizers and all of the various pizzas that I've tried. And if you're feeling generous, try splitting one of their specialty pizza with friends. Or you can just order it for yourself. Check out MootsPizzeria.com to view their entire menu. And remember, they validate your parking for two hours when you park in the Z-Lot. Be sure to tell them that Jordan and Eric sent you. Are, are you and I going to split something and eat it like the dogs from Lady in the Tramp Hall? <laughs> It'd be an experience. I'm sure somebody would be taking a picture of that. Just just two grown fellas maybe, splitting some spaghetti. Maybe I'll just get my own. I'll just get my own. Thanks. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So apart from the Miggy 
thing. I feel like that's kind of been all consuming for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's been more of the same when it comes to our young tigers, just ups and downs. Uh, you got yeah. you got some ups with like Scoobal and Mize, and Funk Funkhauser, even Tyler Alexander have all been pretty good over the last month. Yeah, they have. Uh, while some of the other youngsters like. I don't know, Matt Manning and Willie Castro have been a little bit less successful. Has there anyone that stood out to you whose development is like, yeah, that's good. I want to give them a shout out. On the pitching side exclusively? No, either side. Well, I I think Tyler Alexander, um, you know, I cannot see Tyler Alexander without thinking of his, what was it, 10 consecutive strikeouts? I think so. And I think the dude's got weapons and he's had he had this little streak of like four or five inning starts and then lately it seems like he's he's pushing it a little further i i am getting more and more impressed with tyler alexander yeah i think when when he first came up i kind of assumed he was not to not to dog on our boy but like blaine and nothing more i feel like he might have already pushed on a little bit from that uh that level yeah which the other guy, I think now it's been a while, but the other guy who really took a step forward to me is Jake Rogers. Mm. You know, it's been since the beginning of the season, but, um, you know, an 802 OPS with super solid defense. When's the last time uh, our, one of our catchers has posted that? It's, I mean, exactly. it has to have been forever ago. And we kind of wrote him off, but I mean, and he he took a challenge upon himself. He knew he was getting a little older. He's 26 now, which, um, you know, is not so long in the tooth. He's not that old. It just took him a little while to, to put the pieces together, maybe. I feel like I have a little bit more sympathy when it comes to catcher development. Like, yeah. not, I'm not saying that it is easy by any stretch to play any of the other positions, but you are learning so much on two sides of the ball when you are a catcher. Like, it's just a different game than a right fielder yeah. or a third baseman. Yeah. Um, is it like a center in basketball? You know, big men develop late, maybe. Maybe. Maybe something like that. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know if that's true or not, sure. but. We'll, we'll pretend that's true. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the guy that I want to mention, and I actually just mentioned him in my bad examples, is Matt Manning. I feel like people, the, the natives are starting to get a little restless Matt, with Matt yeah, Manning. Right. See, here's the thing. I, I pulled up the, the numbers of what he is doing right now compared to what Casey Mize did last year. The numbers are startlingly similar, similar. like yep. not yep. exactly groundbreaking analysis here but low strikeout rate more walks than you would have thought like he's not going deep into a game it's very hittable this is uh, this is manning's age 23 season and his yep. by and large first taste of, of, of action casey's was 23 last year and that was his first right. like there are a lot yeah. of parallels here and yeah. i mean casey's come through it i'll buy it i don't know i'm i'm not getting carried away with with matt manning at all I mean, it's his first taste of it. I mean, you could tell it's just first few innings are just trying to feel his way through, and that's going to take some time. Yeah. Uh, the other guy I would say, uh, and it pains me to say this because <laughs> I've been poo-pooing, and how about Derek Hill? How about him? Now, yep. he got wrecked a little bit, but the dude is batting 259 with an OPS of – 661 if a guy like him can bat 260 and get on base a little bit that's a major leaguer you at know, center field you know who he reminds I mean, me of aaron rowand 
Okay. Great yeah. defensively, a little bit more pop than you would think. Kind of a, a low key on base guy. Like, wow. I don't, I don't think Derek Hill has a lot of pop, but he doesn't need to have a lot of pop. He needs to get on base. I said, a, for, to be fair, I did. I said a, a little bit of pop. A little, a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has, so, he has sneaky pop though for, for looking at him. Sure. He's got more pop than you'd think. Anyway, carry on, carry on. Well, I've been poo pooing him because I feel like he's a, a one or two tool guy, but I, maybe I need to come around, you know, maybe you're he, what's he, holding him back. Everything. Yeah. Like that. So maybe he's a four tool guy and I could just get over the power a little bit. I mean, he's faster. He's fast AF as the kids <laughs> say, right. He catch the ball, his throw the other day. He's, he's got, he's got a gun. Um, and he, he's developed a little bit more at the plate. So maybe I need to, finally give Derek Hill some some attaboy I'd like to go on record and say that I don't believe his approach is going to lead to any any type of long-term success yeah, but I, I hope that you are right not only because it would give us a great center fielder but it would also constantly rub in your face which would yeah, be just how a wrong I was yeah definitely um kind of like Jake Rogers you think oh he's kind of getting old but he's only he's, he's 25 you know just Not seems so like he's old. been around forever. It just seems like good, right? Because he, he was so much he hype spent when we seven him. seasons at West Michigan. <laughs> well, he was like the first high draft pick when we started getting bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, we put a lot of hope on him. I think a disproportionate level of hope. Yeah, um, he was so the, I, the he, draft pick version of Daniel Norris. Yes, for sure. I think that's 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 fair, um, but. In center field, or excuse me, at Comerica Park, you need a center fielder who can catch the ball. Um, and he will go, he will give you his all to catch the ball. And it's, you know, it's kind of this catch 22, like you want him to preserve his body a little bit, but that takes away his, his biggest weapon. So uh, he, this isn't going to be the last time he gets hurt. Definitely not. And, and, by all means, like I'm never in favor of anyone getting hurt, but if somebody's gonna get hurt, I'm okay with it being Derek Hill. So just go, just go balls to the wall. Like that's fine. You know? And it's entertaining. Like go catch the ball. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but don't take out a keel when you do it. Yes, Thank for you. sure. Uh, so sixty and sixty six this year. I. I am floored. I am without speech. I I thought we were going to be struggling to have a nice season. We are going to blow right by the nice mark. So, but listen, and this is without Boyd, without Turnbull for large portions of the year. Our top three OPS guys are all hurt right now. Haas, Rogers, Badu are all hurt. Also, let's let's take a moment and and think about those three being our top OPS guys. Didn't see that coming in any of them. Did not see that. And and that speaks to their contribution to make us 60 and 66. Um, But it, this isn't like a dream season where everything aligned. Like we've had bumps and stuff and we still grinded ground out 60 wins so far. I I think it's a testament to the work that Hinch is doing, a testament to the depth that we've had and they're they're getting it done also 
also a testament to the to the work Chris Fetter is doing. I thought you were going to go there, so I was going to I was going to retweet that, but um, you know, you didn't end up getting there. So I don't right. really even want to to get into the Jack Morris stuff, uh, but I, I do think it's important, and we should at least touch on it. Um, I, I just don't understand how stuff like this kind of keeps happening. Surely yeah. it was like this offhand thing, but he, he's somebody that's in front of a microphone for a living. Like yeah. I don't know how you don't cut stuff out of that at least out of your vocabulary, if not just kind of your thoughts in and general. I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt or find some excuse or something he was doing or referencing. And there was the Elmer Fudd theory and there's different things. And I was just, I circled back around to it. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think he kind of went there I and so. did, you know, and maybe not consciously in, in direct reference to Shea, Shohei Otani, but uh, I'm trying my best to make excuse to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's, it was not good. Not you good. can't have that. And then the, you can't then, have that. Then he goes back and, and more or less doubles down in his, in his ninth inning apology. Like, sorry, if you were offended, like, yeah, that, that has never worked for anybody. Not work. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I also like how zero people were sad. Like, Oh, I'm going to miss Jack Morris so much. Nobody, nobody was saying that. No. I mean, they're, they're prepared to embrace Craig Monroe for crying out loud. And Craig has gotten a little bit better. I still don't. I still think he's works too hard at it, but I forgot. People to, were fine. Okay. I forgot to tell you this. So uh, it was after our last moots with, um, with Alex, which who did a, a mm-hmm. fantastic job, by the way. Uh, but we went to, to the game that night and they had brought back a bunch of the old guys. Your boy, Phil was there. Um, and Simo was kind of yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the on-field MC. And he was oh, an boy. absolute train wreck, despite being yeah. the professional broadcaster. That is the hosting thing is not, if you can keep him on task, talk about a swing, talk about the baseball, he'll, he'll, he'll do a serviceable thing for you, but he's not, He's not Ryan Field. He's not your boy Johnny Kane out there. <laughs> All right, he's, you know, you, you gotta you gotta build in a little improvisational banter and smoothness. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe next year. Maybe, maybe next year. year. Uh, the other big to do in the organization, and we can run through this quickly because I feel like we're we have been long in the tooth this evening. Uh, the promotion of Riley Green, Torkelson, and Ryan Creedler to Toledo, being very aggressive with Torkelson, which I am a big fan of the other two are, are definitely moving fast. Um, it's hard to believe at this point that we won't see all of them at some point next year. Like it's, Oh yeah. Next it's, year. It's going to happen possibly yeah. before the break. Uh, Torkelson, it's not got off to the best start at Toledo, but he also hasn't exactly got off to a great start at any of the levels. Like he wasn't right. great to start with in spring training. He, to be fair, he stayed not good for all of spring training, but he right. has slow start at West Michigan, slow start at Erie. Um, I suspect that he's probably going to have a bit of a slow start at the big league level and that some people will likely freak out. Uh, maybe we, you know, keep ourselves together and, and just wait for what the number two prospects in all of baseball to, to get some footing next year. There's nothing left for him at Erie. Double A has been too easy. Time, time, to try something new. Yeah, they they had those. Uh, the, the Erie Twitter account had the you know buy your Torkelson jerseys, and I I thought about it and I thought about it for a couple of weeks. And by the by the time I was like, all right, I'm going to do it, it was like, well, I might, I might as well just wait for a month at one at this point because uh, it's only. Well, a I was of time. gonna, I was gonna go see those guys at 
um, at the Whitecaps too. And by the time I got my wits about me and I'm like, oh, I should go, they were gone. Yeah, it's like that, what is it, State Farm commercial with the old guy with the, the dollar on the fishing oh, hook. Oh, got it. Got to be quicker than that. <laughs> so close. Uh, uh, Riley Green, um, I mean, we're going to see him in a big league uniform at 21 years old. Oh, my my crush for, for Riley Green will not end. I actually didn't prepare any notes here. I just assumed that you would take it, take it over. You know, this is might get a little personal. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I am, uh, I am a heterosexual man, right? I, I only have eyes for the ladies, but Riley green. It's not fair that a man can be that handsome and that good at baseball. It's not fair. It's, it's not fair. He's an objectively attractive person. I'm willing to say that for sure. I, I don't disagree. Say I'm wrong. No, you're, say you're, I'm wrong. You're definitely right. You're definitely no, right. No person should be allowed to be that attractive. I'm going to go on a limb and say that we're the only podcast out there talking about how attractive Riley Green is. They should be. Have you seen the man? <laughs> wow. He's like a he's like a cologne advertisement. That's a, a actually magazine. a great call. That's exactly what he looks like. He's emerging with a little layer of water as he comes out of the water, and there's a film of water. Oh, day, cool, you know, chump is something in French. That's Riley Green. All right, I feel like we've gone too far now. Um, <laughs> and by we, I think you all know who I'm referring to. Uh, the other one, Ryan Creedler, uh, fourth round pick out of UCLA in 2019. He's never really been too awfully high in the prospect like list, but he seems to be kind of hitching himself to this green and, and Torkelson bandwagon. Yep. And he's he's absolutely crushing so far at Toledo. He's hitting 550 uh, through his first six games and 20 at bats. That's that's decent. Um, I don't suspect he'll probably keep that up, though. But all this is building to this crescendo that is either next year or the year after. Right. I mean, we have some capacity for free agents. The guys that we have in the club are starting to go good. We've won 60 games for crying out loud. Um, you know, Turnbull threw a no hitter and is getting better. Um, Manning, Mize, and Scooble, they're right there. Uh, your boy, Justin Verlander, is coming back. We can sign a shortstop, and we got three horses at Toledo who are willing to come up. Like, this has the makings of something good. I mean, it's it's a little bit of the white Soxian, you know. It's starting to to kind of build. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I kind of don't know how to handle the optimism that I feel. It's a very weird feeling. Mm. Just let it glow inside your heart. It's okay. Embrace the embrace it. All right, let's move on to power rankings. Power rankings. Like I said, we have we have yapped a lot, so we're gonna do quick power rankings. But I think this is gonna be fire it's gonna be a good one <laughs> I, I even i even told you you this. did you in we all we always text a little bit about the show before we do it as all professional podcasts do and i i'm building this up so I, yeah. i'm not only am i confident i'm i'm confident this is gonna deliver i'm expecting right. fire here so uh, mrs wayne uh went to go get the groceries and she came home with a a lot of bread products Ooh, here we, we go. needed buns we needed buns we needed uh we got the sub buns because we we're going to do like some um meatball sub kind of things we got the standard white bread and we got bag so a lot of bread is in our cup and you know i'm taking this out and 
making my toast or whatever. And now I have to put it back. I have to put the bread back. So I have for you the top seven and bottom three ways to store your bread. <laughs> right? This is an important life question. Okay. All right, here we go. No, number Teach seven. Me. Number seven, you, you take your slice of bread, you're ready to pull it back. You just tie a knot in the bag. Yeah. So you just, you loop it over. Boom. A lot of, a lot of good there. It seals it tight. You don't need anything else. You just tie a knot. The problem is when you want additional bread, you got one more crack at it. You're not untying that knot. You just got to rip it open. So if you got two buns left, you just tie that knot, let it rip. Cause you're going to use them both next time. It's fine. So, so you're saying it's a great situational play. It's a situation. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, number six is you just tuck. You, you only just tuck. tuck. That's a that's a only a wild man's move. Only tuck. So you take the 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 spray of remaining plastic that comes out the end, and you you just tuck it under and you put it back. That's it. I feel like you're really giving up some freshness Easy. there. You, but the ease, think of the ease. You don't have to just a tuck. It's All right. fine. Number five is replacing the, the, the plastic bag in which the bread came with your own Ziploc bag. Hmm, that's a good idea. So you have a couple slices or whatever. You, you take it out of the thin bag. You put it in a Ziploc bag, zip it up airtight. It's it's not it's easy because it's you know and easy and seals nice, but you're wasting an extra bag. It comes with the plastic bag. It does. It's and only and ziplocs are not cheap. I feel like that's a very not cheap. that's a very bougie move, which you know to Do you be... wash your ziploc no, bag. I'm not a I'm not a monster. <laughs> I can't either. But there's people I know and love who wash their ziploc bags. I'm sure that's earth friendly and stuff. I just can't. I would imagine it. so. Um yeah. Okay. Uh number five is you use your own clip that you've gotten from someplace else. I there's Ikea sells these clips. They like hinge on one side and then there's a little, a little tooth that clips in and they're super easy to use. They come in different sizes. You know, some people maybe use the chip clip or whatever, but you, you, you maybe give it a twist and then you use your self supplied clip. Yeah. I like that. I use the, you know, like the, the binder clips. I feel like I, sure. I use those for both yeah. chips and, and bread when, when the, cool. the available twist tie is no longer an option. Yeah. Got it. That, strong move. Strong move. Uh, number three is you twist and you use the little clip that's provided the little horseshoe. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Definitely. The little C it's like, like a t plastic tab. Okay. They're fine, but you always lose the sucker. It's under the jar of peanut butter or it fell off the table. You can't find the thing back, but it's, that's the purpose for which it was created, right? You just lean back in to the little clip. But it's not always, it's not always so elegant though. It doesn't always stay. Is the twist fat enough or not? You know, you got to have a fat twist for the little clip. So here's a, a an aside a, along with what do we call those that the horseshoe is that was that what we're calling it? Sure. Yeah. So I can't remember. Did you tweet this? I I saw a tweet that showed me that there are 
the the horseshoes are different colors based on what day of the week the bread was Ooh. baked so that you know like level of freshness except for that oh. nobody knows that that is a thing the color <laughs> well and nobody okay orange oh i got the orange bread oh hot what, dog that's what Wednesday. am i gonna yeah yeah what am i gonna memorize the day chart come on like it's not it's not a bad idea i just had no idea and i'm pretty sure that okay. nobody else in the world does either um, number two is you twist the bag and you use the twisty tie. I feel like this is a little bit more effective, but it requires a little bit more of you. You have to invest yourself in the untwisting and the twisting, but I feel like this is a pretty secure method. Yeah. I feel like but that's the, the way God intended, if we're being honest. Sure. I mean, the investment to quality ratio is a little high, but it's, it's not bad. It's number two. Yeah. All right. Number one, you got to guess? Honestly, I can't think of another way, so no. The best way is to simply twist the bag and then tuck the remainder under, and you set it on the shelf. See, that seems lazy. No offense. Yeah, it's lazy because it's smart, and you don't have to do anything. You're always losing the clip. You're losing the twist, tie. Just twist and tuck. I mean, how much freshness are you really gaining by employing a mecha- the device on the twist? I think that's, that's the deeper philosophical question. I, I, you're not gaining much fresh. I hadn't really thought about that. And that is a very valid point. Of course, of course it's valid. It's number one, just twist and tuck. Don't worry about the, the just pitch that stuff, move, twist and tuck and move on with your life. All right. (laughs) The worst ones. Um, number three is, is, is an absolute savage move. And that is just leave it open just just (laughs) put it back whatever what kind of savage primate college guy is just leaving it open you have you have described the only person in the world that does that that is a college guy move through and through the only one just leave it out it's you you gain no no freshness is being preserved it's it becomes stale the moment you just throw it to the side uh, second from the worst is using some kind of mesh bag or bougie beeswax wrap or some other device or thing that you're you're getting on Amazon. What kind of hippie nonsense is that? Terrible hippie Just nonsense. Just plastic is fine. Yeah. And the worst, the worst way to store your bread. Do you have a guess? I don't. And that is employing a bread box. Who are you, bread box users? Are you some pioneer homesteader who've crafted their bread box? I, I mean, Mennonites are some of the best people in the world, but they're the, probably the only ones using a bread box. What is this? The fifties? Who, who's doing this? Stop using a bread box. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. That was heat that I was not prepared for. <laughs> to be fair, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think that lived up to, to your text. I think I think that was right on the money. Gotta hype it up. Gotta believe in yourself. That's true. Uh, so I don't have a, a story of things that I saw on the side of the road, but I do have an Adventures in Indiana story. Uh, so last Sunday... I was out mowing my yard and I was stung by a bee. I I stumbled upon either a bee 
hive mm. or a, a hornet's net, whatever. I'm not sure what they are. So I got it was on like my the tip tip of my ankle, um, and it was wait 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 the tip of your what part is the tip of an ankle? Like you know the little notch that po- that pops out, like the tip, oh, like the bo- the bony part. Yeah, it's the tip of the ankle is it not good to know? What do you what do you it call is it now? It is now. <laughs> oh, your ankle bone. So like, like some sort of good, uh, good homeowner that I am, the grass grew a lot this past week and I felt the need to cut it again this Sunday as in what, what's today, Monday. So yesterday, so I'm out there mowing and I'm like, I am not letting these suckers get me again, made it all the way to the end. Sure enough, the suckers got me again. I have a literal swarm all around me. I'm swatting, swatting. I end up with five bites, two of which are on my tuchus and it's an absolute disaster. So th- I'm assuming that it flew up like the bottom of my shorts. That's when it stung me on on the the buttocks. Want to get some? Huh? It could have been a lot worse if we're talking about yeah. the general area, the undercarriage. Um, sure. But I suspect that I'm some sort of allergic because they have swollen up like nobody's business and itched like the Dickens. So that's where I'm at. Are you using the pink calamine lotion? What are you doing? Uh, How are you helping yourself? So Whitney dealt Bathing with in oatmeal. <laughs> definitely not doing that. Uh, so Whitney dealt with a lot of poison ivy last last year yeah. uh, when we first moved in. So she's got a bunch of anti itch stuff. I've been kind of uh, using a medley of those things, but mostly just actually scratching it because I don't believe for a second yeah. that not scratching it is yeah. anything more than a, a testament to willpower. I don't have it. Screw it. I'm just scratching. Just who cares about what profession, health professional? Just. Just rip your flesh open. It's fine. But real, real talk. Like, what, what's the worst that could happen? You get some like scab scar. Um, who yeah. cares? Huge scar. Yeah, this is where I ripped my skin open because I couldn't take my stings. I'm, I'm mid thirties and married. What more do I? Who do I have to impress? Screw it. Your skin isn't I'm just, that. I'm just. Great. I'm just going yeah. in. Yeah. So anyway, that's th- those are my adventures in Indiana. Also, the sidewalks in my neighborhood are a, an absolute train wreck because they're tearing apart every road in this area, and it's incredibly frustrating to run on. But that's neither here nor there. All right, let's go to Twitter questions. Okay, here we go. It's been a rough week. Twitter questions. Um, uh, I asked for Twitter questions, and the people mostly responded. Here we go. Robert Baker. <laughs> At Kerba1123 asks, what's the dumbest argument somebody is going to use to keep Miggy out of the Hall of Fame on the first ballot? Oh, uh, well, he had, he's had some off-the-field issues. I feel like that's the kind of thing that baseball writers... You're talking uh, about um, his failure with his bit-bits. <laughs> that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. A deeply personal failure with the bit bits. Baseball writers are the most sanctimonious people on earth. They will they will find something. I assure you of that. Yeah, I mean, joking aside, I don't. I mean, if you're talking about um, extramarital intrigue, shall we say, uh, you're going to rule out a lot of baseball players, right? You're kind of kind of for not renowned for that. Um, so maybe the small market thing, I mean, he won a world series of the Marlins, but he didn't win one with the tigers. I don't know. Those are all kind of lame reasons. The dude mashes. Yeah. You know, uh, 
Don Kelly carried him for so many well, for so long. I don't know. Practically like won a, the triple like crown Shaq for Kobe. him. Yeah. Shaq Kobe situation. Who's Shaq and who's um, Kobe though? That's the real question. Hard hard to say really. Uh Nick Alampi, Alampi underscore twenty four. Does Hidden Harold make the squad next year? I mean it just He's got the on. nickname now. It's in baseball reference. Hidden Harold. I like it. He does hit. I mean, he's not slugging Harold. There's no alliteration there. No. And also that would not be accurate. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, We could do worse, but we could definitely do better. I'm going to say yes, but hopefully no. Harold's been around forever. He just, he seems pretty steady. I don't know, but he's also fairly unremarkable. I bet he makes the team. Yeah. He, he, him or a Nico, someone like that. He, they should be like the one utility guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just have one. Everyone else more or less have where they play. Keep one utility guy like good teams do. Be good to go. I think it's fascinating. You know, we got guys like Mazzara, Mazzara and Wilson Ramos and uh, Renato Nunez. We're bringing all these guys in and they come, they go. Never, never worry about them again. You know who's always around? (laughs) Hitting Harold. Hitting Harold. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't shift with the sands of time. He's anchored to that bench, hitting Harold. Alan Abs at Alan Abs, that was a little tongue twister, asks the Tigers play eight games away against National League teams over the next three weeks. I didn't know that. Thank you, Alan. How many total hits will Tigers pitchers get? Oh, that's a good question. Who is the Tigers? Um, uh, relief pitcher who stood there and just looked lost. Uh, Ronnie, was it Ronnie? Uh, no, Ronnie, Ronnie. Ronnie was the one that tried to bunt. Okay. That. <laughs> but yeah, some of our guys look lost because they literally never do this. Yeah. I would say one hit. Yeah. Eight I mean, games, Ve- one hit. Vegas would for sure Maybe. put the over under at a half. And I still think I'm taking the under. You think no pitcher hits? I think the amount of at-bats that the t- pitchers will get combined will be minimal. Small. Right, right. But Yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to see it. I want to see a, I'm beginning I see to a pitcher repent go of one. <laughs> What's the last one I did? It was Daniel Norris. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only one I can remember. And of course it was him. Has any other Tiger pitcher hit a home run in the modern era? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't know that off the top of my head, though. Okay, um, this one is kind of personal. He's asking about Hook Slide. I haven't heard from Hook Slide in a while. Um, um, he was a Twitter, uh, Tiger's Twitter guy. I imagine he's taking a break. Yeah. So I don't know. Always we, been, always like been a big Slide. fan. Good guy. Um, but no, yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard from him in a while either. I haven't heard, heard nothing. But always in support. Um, Evan, Evan underscore nineteen ninety five zero asks. I don't have a question today. That's 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 a statement. <laughs> he has a not statement. A he does not have a question. Noted. Well, thank you, Evan, for nothing. Uh, Michael Litzner asks, if the Tigers were in the playoff mix, do you think they call up Torque and Green for a final push? It's an interesting question. I don't think so. I, I don't feel like putting guys that have no big league experience and one that was at high a earlier this year into a pressure situation like that's probably the right play. 
Who knows? Maybe, maybe talent wins out. Who knows? Well, Jordan, I agree. That was a brilliant response to that question. I thought you, I thought you were very thorough and intelligent. Uh, the next question is from, uh, actually my internet went out. I didn't hear any of it, but I, sh- I assume it's brilliant. Um, Swamp Poodlian, Swamp Poodlian. Where are you, where are you people coming up with these names? There's only so many uh, names out there. After the main ones are true. gone, people got to get creative. Yeah. Um, he asks, uh, you're making the audio equivalent of mountain oysters, perhaps? Maybe. A lot of bull and some balls. Okay. Uh, Pizza Slayer at jslaw0809 asks, do you think the Guns N' Roses crew set the stage up to be a little more sturdy for fear that Victor Reyes might run into it at some point? (laughs) That's clever. Does he have a... Does Victor Reyes have a reputation now for running into things? I think that's a little unfair. It happened like once. I think he's just a little on the clumsy side. I think I think that I mean he has He's a professional athlete <laughs> on the scale it, of professional it. athletes. He is definitely on the clumsy side of the spectrum, but okay. hopefully, yes. Um, Mitch at Mitch from Michigan asks, what is the worst day, January 2nd or the first back day back from Christmas break, the Tuesday after Labor Day or the first day back at work from vacation? I'm going to go with the vacation. Yeah, I think that's right. I feel like all those other, like the the Tuesday after Labor Day, like it's a three-day weekend. That's nice, but it's not like yeah. life-changing. Right. Christmas, it comes with so much. A lot of times it's nice to just kind of be done with the season. You're holidayed out. Yeah. yeah. Vacation, yeah. though. Although sometimes yeah, it's nice to be home from that. vacation. I don't know. It, it just depends, but it's I would. the third would, one. Yeah. Bilfer. The godfather, the OG of Tiger's bloggers. Thank you for asking us a question, Bilfer. I read him a long time ago. I love love Bill Ferris. Um, he asks, did Cabrera get his 500th because he went with the high socks yesterday? I did not even notice that. What do you think? I, I feel like he's he's done that at points during his career, hasn't he? Like it's not sure. that, that yes. far out of not out of the realm of possibility for norm for him. But yeah, maybe. You know, on I was occasion, you got to switch things up. For sure. I was listening to um, Zach Short on the Compound podcast with some of his old Cubs cronies. And um, the amount of time that they spent thinking about socks up, socks down was remarkable. I think the players take it fairly seriously. It's good to know. Uh, Wait, but before we move at, on, are, are you a, a socks up kind of guy? If I would, yeah, I would. I think I would. I think it would be a, a little cooler, maybe. Yeah, you wouldn't have two layers of to, to get the the breeze through, just the one. Yeah, yeah. I like the look of it too. Yeah. I think it's neat. I was always socks uh, down. Of course, you would be you know, fun. Uh, <laughs> such an old man. Uh, Dropkick at pnw underscore tenant asks: uh, Of all the young tigers sporting a stash these days. Who should go all in and rock the Goose Gossage look? So Goose Gossage, I mean, I looked at a picture of him, is essentially kind of a Fu Manchu, right? Yeah. I mean, Jake was kind of the original, so I feel yeah. like I lend myself I lend more towards the guy that kind of started it. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, it's kind of grown on me. At first I saw it, and I'm like, what a goofball. 
but I'm kind of into it now. Yeah, I like I like it in that he is it's a unique. goofball. I mean, it's not it's not a good look by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it works for him. Uh, Jeff Morford at High OPS asks: There were a lot of recent promotions to Toledo. Hope for 20, 2023 or false hope for twenty twenty three? We covered this a little bit. I'm I'm full of hope. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care if it ends up being false hope. It's nice to have just hope at all. I'm going to roll yeah. with it. We have room for Verlander and somebody like Correa and maybe a, another bit player because we have the young, cheap guys coming up. That's how, how contenders build build it, build it That's up. That's how they do it. Um, David Fleece, Fleece asks, does Miggy get three this year or do we wait another six months we gotta uh, wait i think yeah also, i did the math on this oh wow um, look at you go yeah we have 36 games left and he's got to have 45 hits that's not to get happen. to five uh to get to three thousand um so this year he's had 89 hits in 99 games so under a hit a game if he steps that up and gets a hit on average every game, he's still going to be shy. He would have to go on an absolute tear. And that suggests and that he's playing game. all the time. And et he's cetera, playing et every game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So no, I don't think so. Um, Anthony Troya Ant underscore Troya asks in honor of Miggy hitting 500, what food could you either, could either of you eat 500 times and not get sick of for me, it's burgers or tacos pretty basic there anthony but you're not wrong probably <laughs> the thing about tacos is they're so incredibly versatile like you can throw yeah. basically any ethnic food into a taco but uh when does a when does a taco become a shawarma yeah yeah uh pizza though for me when i too. mean it, for me not, it's nachos nachos that's, that's also a good that. choice like I, yeah. do you ever do dorito nachos i'm not super into doritos my brother loves Doritos. He gets the family size and he crushes them. They just taste like artificiality. That's to me. That's the point. That is the yeah, point. Just embrace the Americanness of the, the cheese powder. I gotcha. Uh, the other half of the Troya, or actually the other two of the three Troyas asks, I always forget. Yeah. Uh, do you think there won't be as big of a fanfare for Miggy's 3000th hit, likely next April, May? So he's coming down on his opinion on this provided there's no work stoppage because of the old adage that chicks dig the long ball <laughs> so he's he's postulating there'll be less clamor because chicks dig the long ball what i suspect that there will be exactly the same amount of clamor because yeah. it is the tigers driving the clamor and yep. they will want as much clamor as possible mileage as they can out of it for sure um my girl uh jen cozy asks uh, does Austin Jackson have a shot at the potential broadcast opening after Jack Morris's racist comment? Have you listened to Austin Jackson? No, I didn't. I didn't know he I did not either. So he was with Dan Dickerson on the radio side of it. Um, all accounts were he did a, a nice job. I feel bad. Don't tell Jennifer that I didn't. I didn't actually hear Austin Jackson, but I'll have to look that up. But um She's a big fan. I think it would be a good move. Yeah, why not? I've, I always li liked Austin. I mean, he seemed like a pretty sharp dude. Like it'd be, it'd yeah. be fun. Um, I think we all want Granderson though, right? Yeah, 
yeah, I don't know if that's necessary. Like, I can't say I've seen him do a lot of broadcasting either, but it's just, you know, we all loved Cur- Curtis when he was here right. too. So I, I suspect be better that either at the hosting them. thing. I yes, think. definitely. But he's got a little bit of that Michael Strahan kind of polish to how he goes about it. It seems like to me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You yeah. think you think Strahan is is the greatest athlete athlete turned broadcaster of all time? Well, uh, who else do you got? Uh, the Rondé Barber. Yeah, not there. Um, Chris Collinsworth. He's decent. He at least has a high profile gig, but Strahan's almost gone mainstream now. Like he does some of the like, yeah, the more. Yeah, who stuff. else? Who else kind of turned into a to a real host? Yeah, because yeah. he did. He's Strahan's like Good Morning America or whatever, right? Yeah, like he's straight like down legitimate. The yeah, I mean OJ Simpson. Simpson did you know broadcasting for a while? I think <laughs> right, uh, right up, who, right up there. Uh, who was it? Jim Brown was an actor and it's something a little different, but all right. As before uh, time. Sha- Shaq was an actor too. Shazam. Was that the movie Shazam or something like that? I think it was Kazam. Uh, oh, I don't enough. know. All right. Shazam. That's it. Uh, we Thank you for the, the questions and the one statement. Thank you, friends. That's Twitter questions. I love watching you read the questions. Your face just gets so intent on what you're looking at. It's I, I read at a third grader reading level. I got to focus. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moot's Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me. I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gemelli Pasta, and that Chocolate Lava Cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcast Yanos. We would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the show on. And as always, the show is sponsored by Moots, Pizzeria, and yeah, Bar. Moots. Eric, anything to say to the people before we get out of here for another week? Don't waste so much time with your bread. I mean, just <laughs> throw it in. You're, it's not going to stay fresh. It's it's just factory bread. Just you know, enjoy it while you can, and then just let the chips fall where they may. Twist I'm, and tuck. I'm honestly surprised you're not telling people to just leave it open. I feel like that's very socially responsible of you. I, I'm not that savage. I mean, there's a little civilization. Come on. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.